to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Oh, hello. How are you? Welcome to my channel. Uh, today we are going to talk about how to stand out in a crowded market. I'm sure you have noticed since COVID that uh, online marketing is suddenly everyone's best friend. And so there are more ads, there are more people creating content, and it's getting a little bit harder, actually a lot harder to stand out online. So how do you do that? Well, I'm going to give you three tips in this video. And then I'm also, if you stay till the end, going to give you an extra special bonus. So be sure to stay tuned till the end and um, you'll grab that bonus. But I'm going to give you three tips on how to stand out in a crowded market so that you don't have to work as hard and you um, can still get in front of the people that need your services and your products and get them to pay attention to you. If you aren't, if you're new to the channel, I'm Elisa Connor and I own a company called Elisa Connor Consulting. And what I do is I help small businesses work less and make more. And we do that so that you can achieve the freedom that you got into business uh, to have in the, in the first place. So uh, I specialize in sales funnels and marketing strategy, and I share that with small business owners so that you don't have to pay top marketing dollar to get ahead and get traction with your business. So let's dive into today's episode. How do we possibly stand out in this crazy crowded market? There are uh, news outlets we have to compete with. There are different advertising um, mechanisms that we have to compete with, and there are definitely a lot of different people that are doing the things that we do. So how do we stand out? Well, number one, um, you're, I'm sure you have heard this a million times, but it rings true. The riches are in the niches. So as soon as you can niche down into a specific area, you're going to get more traction. So whether that is if you're a hairstylist and you want to niche into, say, specifically working with people that have curly hair, um, you're going to get a lot more traction than just a hairstylist who does everyone's hair. Now, does that mean when you niche down into a specific arena that you can only help um, people that have curly hair? Absolutely not. You're still going to have clients that have straight hair, that have um, color needs, that, you know, all the different things that go into a hair salon. But when you put your uh, stick in the sand and you draw a line and you say, I work with people with curly hair and those are people that you really enjoy working with and it, and it fulfills your um, inner purpose, then you are going to have much more traction and you are going to get more of those clients just because you have said, that's who I work with. And you will find that a lot of people online right now are just saying, yeah, I'll just work with anybody. And I remember going to networking events and it was, um, and I've been doing this a long time. And I go, when I first started, went to a lot of different networking events and people, I'd go up and the first thing you do is say, Hey, what do you do? And they're like, Oh, I do this and this and this and this and this and this. And finally, you're just like, I don't really know what that person does. And so what is the likelihood that somebody is going to remember who you are and what you do and tell someone else about it? Because a lot of times referrals will come not from the person you're talking to, but from someone they know, or they may first come from the person you're talking to, but then it makes them easier for them to refer you to other people once they've done business with you. So tip number one is to niche down. And tip number two is after you've niched down, you have the ability to personalize your experience for your future customers. Now, um, 
personalized marketing is going to become critical in the future. And the reason is, is that, you know, we've been in this online game for quite a while now. I'm saying maybe 15, almost 20 years. And if you haven't jumped on board with that um, online marketing, don't beat yourself up and it's not too late. Those are my two pieces of advice. But it is going to be important that you learn to take the way you would personalize a, a relationship offline, online. And so what does that look like? Well, one of my favorite ways to personalize an online relationship is through email marketing. And it becomes an easier way to have a conversation when you're showing up in somebody's inbox versus trying to stand out, like say on social media or um, even at a networking event, it's easier to have a conversation one-on-one. -on -one. But a lot of times when we send out our email marketing, um, we make one of two mistakes. One, we either are not consistent. And so when we show up, people are like, who are you and why are you in my inbox? Or two, we are sending a generic email to everybody that's out there and um, it doesn't apply to them. And so there are definitely some things that you can do to narrow down your email marketing. And one of them is to segment or tag your users. And so um, one of the things that uh, enables you to deliver personalized content is knowing why somebody showed up for your um you know, showed up on your, or opted in for your email list. And so when we segment or tag those people by interest area, going back to our example of a hairstylist, maybe they have um, a couple of different ways people can get on their email list. Um, say they have a free curly hair down, um, guide download, like how to style your hair uh, when it's unruly and you have curly hair. And they have like 10 tips to do that. And then they also have, um, rainy day hair hair guide or something like that <laughs> i'm totally winging it but you know what to do uh great ways to wear a hat and still have your hair look great or something like that and that could be a totally different tag like um uh, lazy hair people i'm just gonna put that out there and then the third way people come on is they want to know about what products to use so for example um uh, products the best hair products for a dry climate. In Colorado, we have very, a very dry climate. And so that tag would be product interest. So what that would look like if you're emailing that out is that maybe you have a brand new um, product that is conditioning and it doesn't make your hair flat and it's all natural. You would automatically want to direct that information to those people that had an interest in product. That is how segmenting and tagment, tagging works, um, just on the fly. So personalizing your, your uh, customer interaction when you have that specific information about your people on your list is uh, gonna be, become critical and is, as we are talking, becoming more and more critical because it is crowded online. So tip number three is how do we customize that experience? Well, we go the extra mile. I'm sure you have noticed, or maybe you have it, and maybe you'll become aware of it, um, when people go the extra mile to sort of give you a better experience. So for example, um, recently, so let me give you an example, because um, 
it, it's a little easier to grasp the concept when you have an example. So for example, last night I took my kids to the melting pot. They love to go. It's one of our spring break um, and summer staycation ideas. If you're not familiar with the melting pot, it's a fondue restaurant and it takes, you know, anywhere between two and three hours to have your meal. I love it because it forces my kids to sit down and have a conversation with me. And as teenagers, they're like, uh, yeah, if I don't have to be with my mom, that's cool. So, uh, but they really enjoy the melting pot. So in the past, when we've gone to the melting pot, we've had really great personal experiences. For example, um, when you make the reservation, one of the things that they would ask is, are you celebrating a special occasion? And then you would tell them, yes, it's a birthday, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so to personalize that experience, when the um, hostess checks you in, they will uh, confirm that you have a, a special occasion happening, say a birthday, and they'll say, oh, great, happy birthday. Whose birthday is it? Um, you know, is there anything we need to do at the table to um, celebrate that certain occasion or whatever it might be? And they have the option of, you know, you could get flowers, you could have balloons, you could have um, them bring out a special dessert, all of those sorts of things. Um, and then to amplify that personalization, you would have the waiter then aware that you were celebrating a birthday and he may, um, at one point when we went through, it was my birthday and they brought out, they had champagne, they had flowers, they had um, the staff come and sing happy birthday and really made it a special occasion. Whereas last night we went and it was a, it was a good experience, but it was not, definitely wasn't personalized. They didn't ask us why we were there. They didn't ask us if there was a reason we were celebrating. Um, they, uh, you know, it was, it was okay service. And I think part of that is um, based on the timing, like we went a little later in the day and it was a Tuesday. And I think when uh, you have a restaurant, they put their A game players on for the weekend because that is really their biggest time for sales and for up sales and all that sort of stuff. And so um, that could have played a part of it. But if they would have had a personalized message on the table that said, hey, welcome Connor clan. We're glad you're celebrating your spring break with us. Um, whatever that might have been, that would have been a great way to um, celebrate, you know, to create more of a memory that would have us talking about it like we had the first time. And so you may be going, okay, well, I don't have a restaurant. I don't have, I don't even see my clients because I'm behind the scenes. I have an all digital um, marketing platform. Um, that does not mean you cannot personalize your experience. There are, I know, many, many um, online marketers that create personalized experiences. So here is one that I did for my clients because I have actual clients. Um, one year for Christmas, I created personalized wine labels and I sent them a gift of a bottle of wine and it had my logo, it had their logo and a little message about what we had completed together in the year so that they could remember what it was we did together and that we met their goal. And there are a million different ways that you can personalize that message. You could send them a favorite book. It is so easy for you to get on Amazon, order a book, and even fill out a little gift, uh, type out a little gift receipt that they will get with the, with the book that says, hey, this is one of my favorite books. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's gonna help you with A, B, and C. Um, thanks so much for being a client. So that is one way you can do it if you have uh, digital products that you, um, 
actually work one-on-one -on -one with people. Now, say you have a course or you have an online program and you have a lot of people in that course. It could be as simple as sending a direct message to that person, finding out a little bit more about them and making a note of it in your CRM. If you don't have a CRM, I highly recommend you get one because it's a great place to store information. Um, Insightly is a great one. Um, Active Campaign has a great uh, CRM manager in it. And then, um, you know, if you want something a little bit more robust, you might look at something like Salesforce. So when you put those notes in there, you can remember and you can even just, you know, I like Active Campaigns because it's already my email list. And I can just put a little note in there as I learn about people. When you send a direct message that calls them out on something that they've done well, that they have excelled at, or that maybe they asked a really great question, you're starting to build that personalized relationship and create a rapport with them as if you were in person with them. And it can be as simple as um, just getting to know them and asking some more questions about their specific business and about what they're doing that they might need help with. And so when you create that personalization, it not only applies to the person you're talking to, but it likely applies to a good portion of your audience, which enables you to get to the bonus. The bonus tip for today is that you can take all of that intel, all of the information that you gather about your people uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, and then you create personalized content for the rest of your audience, because chances are, much greater than not, that you will have other people in your audience that are having the same struggle, that have the same um, uh, home life, that have the same whatever it might be, whatever that conversation might be, um, that that one audience member is having. So then you can create a piece of content. So let's again do an example. So an example of what this would look like is let's go back to our hairdresser. That seems to be a good example. You have a one-off conversation with um, somebody that's not a client yet, that but could could become a client about how to create a um, on-the-go hairstyle for their busy work life, and you start talking about their different hair. Um, you know what kind of different hair they have. Like, is it fine? Is it curly? Is it dry? You know all those different things, and you find out that it's curly it's coarse and it's dry. And they need something that's not gonna dry their hair out, that's not going to um, take a lot of time because it's curly and to straighten, it takes hours and hours. And that they can just, you know, basically tossle and go. And so you may give them a couple tips, you may tell them about a couple products, you may um, say, here's a couple of cuts that would work well. And then you can take all of that information that you gathered for that one person because you've already made them feel, ooh, you know, awesome. Have the have that person try it. This is even better. Have that person try it and report back and then compile all that information and turn it into another piece of content that is specialized towards those people that have a dry, coarse, unruly hair. They're going to be like, what? You are my favorite because you have just spoken to them in a language that is inside their head and you start talking to them in that way. They not only pay attention, but they're like, give me more. So that is uh, the, that, those are my tips today. That's the bonus is that number one, you want to niche down as close as you can um, into your ideal client or the people that you, know, you really wanna work with the most. Number two is to start creating a uh, customized approach to your email by segmenting and tagging your 
uh, email subscribers so you can deliver the content to them that they want and stay in front of them in a captive way. And number three is to start personalizing the experience for everybody in your audience. And um, that doesn't mean go out and try to create pieces of content for every single person, but pick a few people that have engaged already that are interested in what you do and personalize that content. And then the fourth tip, your bonus tip is to take that personalized experience and deliver it to the rest of your audience in a new piece of content. If you've enjoyed this, I think you would really enjoy my upcoming live training, which is how to create inbox eye candy with your emails and you can sign up using the link below. You're going to learn the five steps to the perfect email so that you can start putting those emails out to your audience and getting traction and getting them to engage and generate sales. So until next week, take care, be well, and I'll see you soon. It's first thing in the morning, you've opened up your email and there awaits you probably somewhere around 200 email. Which ones do you pay attention to? Which ones actually grab your attention enough to get you to open them? Those are the emails that every business owner wants to be creating because they are inbox eye candy. If you think back to what it was that made those emails stand out, you too can create that system with your email marketing. Email marketing has a 400% return on investment. It is one of the highest opportunities to grow your business, generate more revenue, and stay in touch with clients so that they purchase again. In my upcoming training, Turn Boring Ignored Emails into Inbox Eye Candy, I train you on the five-step easy email system to get more emails opened, read, and generating sales. I'd love for you to join me for this free live training, and you can register right now at alisaconnor.com forward slash email training. If you're tired of trying to figure out what to say in your emails, get your emails open so people pay attention to them, frustrated with getting traction with your email marketing, this course is perfect for you. We're gonna walk step-by-step step through the five-step system that has worked not only for me, but for my clients to increase open rates by 40% and generate new revenue by up to 40%, all without doing a bunch of extra marketing tactics. So if you're ready to stand out in the inbox, create email eye candy, then I would love to have you join me. Register today at alisaconnor.com forward slash email training. I'll see you inside.